During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, the 7th of January. I am Tamor Hussain. I'm back, baby. And joining me once again is my brother from another mother. It's Tim Gettys. Hey, Tim. I'm doing so good. Great to be here with you. First piece of content of Tim and Tam in 2022. Yeah, baby. It's our year, man. It's the year of Kind of Funny. You know what? Every year is the year of Kind of Funny, as far as I'm concerned. But this Long year is the live. year yeah. of Tim and Tam. You know yeah, what I mean? that's is, that's our really year. Matters. We're gonna own it. We're mm -hmm. gonna finally like Greg is back. Mm -hmm. Greg is, you know, he's doing his swagger. What people don't realize is this is the year for Tim and Tam supremacy. I get familiar, when everybody. Least, when he least suspects it, we're gonna come in with a steel chair. Yes, yes. And then and then uh, I'm gonna distract the referee. You're gonna go for the pin. Mm -hmm. And then somehow we've taken over. It's gonna be I fantastic. It. It's gonna be fantastic uh tim as always i'm going to continue the tradition january 7th in history pop culture history i'm going to Love lay it. some facts down so people have a good knowledge of where this day stands in the history of the world and pop culture you can regale your friends and family with some nice little facts january 7th 1934 was the debut of the flash gordon comic strip which is pretty cool flash. Yeah. Ah. Kind of a ah. <laughs> um in 1927 the first transatlantic telephone service was established between New York and London, which is pretty cool. That's insane to think. That's about. wild. Human yeah. beings, man. We fucked we a lot of right. things up, but we did a couple dope yeah. things along we the way. We have traveled real far. We've made some massive technological leaps, and now we are just pissing it all away with NFTs. Mm -hmm. Um the days, uh, this is a special day. They're like, you know, every day has a special day. A name. Uh, today is Harlem Globetrotters Day. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's also, I'm not going to take it anymore day, which I okay. don't know what that means. but I a, think little, it means a little early in the year yeah, for that, yeah. but okay. <laughs> um, International Programmers Day. So like show some appreciation to your programmers out there. Uh-huh. Um, National Bobblehead Day. Uh and then it gets a bit weird with Old Rock Day, which is like a bit of a stretch. And then this is my favorite, National Pass Gas Day. Finally something I can get behind. Which okay. I think is just like fart. Just be, yeah. just do some farting, okay? I've been celebrating that one, like just yeah. uh, subconsciously. So good. <laughs> Always. I've been crop dusting since the day I was born. <laughs> um, birthdays. Uh, Jeremy Renner. It's Jeremy uh, Red. Uh, it's Hawkeye's birthday Hawkeye today. Hawkeye himself. Guys, I, 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 for Old Rock Day, I have uh, I have something for you. There you go. Happy <laughs> there Hawkeye. we go. Thank you for celebrating. For those who choose to celebrate. <laughs> Look at him. Beautiful. Wow. He still looks good. Even, mm -hmm. even run through an old. It's also the birthday of American musician Aloe Black. Tim, can you tell me what song Aloe Black is probably most known for? You know, I struggle. Aloe Black is somebody I always get confused with, with Eamon mm -hmm. Black. Ah. <laughs> so I, I actually don't know. It's I need dollars, dollars, dollars is what I need. Okay. Hey, hey. Yeah. It's that. This is well, hey, hey. Happy never, birthday. Never sing it. Remind me never to sing on the internet again. I can't do It's that. also the fictional birthday of one Ellen Ripley. Um, <sighs> January 7th, 2092. So... She's not born yet, but yeah. she will be she will in 2019. In, in 70 years today. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the, in 2012, the number one hit for January 7th to February 3rd, 2012, was LMFAO's Sexy and I Know It. <laughs> I don't even yeah. want to explain to you how destructive it was for LMFAO to release that song when <laughs> I was that age. Because the wiggle, 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 yeah. 
part of that song is something nobody wanted to be around me when it came on for because it was not (laughs) never good it was never pleasant there was a lot of gyrating in i mean like 2012 just like me singing on the internet you just gotta own it and know that you're not you're not you might not be the best but you feel good doing it that's how it is thank you tam thank you and that's why Um, i love it (laughs) today's stories include a new mario kart the death of e3 and a fallout tv series and more because this is kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games we run you through all the nerdy news you need to know about if you are watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong which never happens by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong. Don't even bother. It's not going to happen. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kindoffunnygamesdaily. Make sure you are using the Epic Creator Code kindoffunny on all your Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League, like Fortnite, to help support kind of funny it's really easy and to be part of the show head to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping i mean goddamn one time let it be a bad gamer sweeping seven on seven is happening today tim i'm gonna yes. kick it over to you to explain this stuff Seven sure on seven is simple. Today is January 7th. It is our seventh year being kind of funny. So we're going to stream for seven hours. That last bit isn't entirely true. We don't know how long we're going to be streaming, but we will be streaming. I mean, I guess technically we are right now and we ain't going to stop as long as y'all keep subbing, as long as y'all keep subscribing to the new TikTok kind of funny games. Go over to, mm-hmm. I don't know, TikTok.com slash kind of funny games. That sounds like a fun URL to check out. Mm-hmm. Hit enter. See what happens. Hit follow. Hit subscribe. Whatever the hell they call it you know what i'm talking about that's yeah. what we want you to do i know there's a chat bot going i know the snowbike mike's calculating watching he has his sun not sunglasses he has the, the, those hype snowbike mike glasses on mm-hmm. that he always yeah. has the, the visor i don't even the mountain glasses and he's pulling pushing that shit up as far as it can go calculating how many hours <laughs> we're gonna stream for on seven on seven so check it out twitch.tv slash kind of funny games I am a TikTok power user and I am subscribed to the kind of funny TikTok. And let me tell you, there's some good shit in there. It's a nice reminder of the amazing things that kind of funny does and the cool moments. So every now and then you just get a little do- dose of dopamine. You're like, oh, this, mm-hmm. this, this is fun. The baby, you can see it right there. Um, mm-hmm. A good, good time. There's also new merch up now. And another thing that I'm a huge fan of is that merch. There's some real nice stuff there. I came this close to just purchasing it all. And uh, you probably will too, but you know what? There's t-shirts, there's sweaters, there's plenty it's of crop stuff top. There. Make sure there's a crop top. I almost bought that crop top and I was like, oh, I, yes. I can't pull that shirt off. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way. Um, but make sure you check it out because genuinely good stuff up there. And um, when you spend your hard-earned money on that, you get the apparel, but you also support Kind of Funny. So make sure you can, if you can, do it. Thank you to our Patreon producers, James Davis at James Davis Makes, of course, Blackjack and Pranksy. And today we are brought to you by Upstart, Raycon and ExpressVPN. But we'll talk to you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and will forever be the Roper Report. It's time for some GD news. We've got five stories today. A baker's dozen. That is powerful energy for a Friday. And I mm. want to thank you, Barrett, for it. And I would like to say that I'm eternally grateful for it. That's raised my spirits. Good. Um, Good. First story comes from, uh, wouldn't you know it? It's the number one video game website on the internet. Wow. Undisputed for wow. yet another year. We are mere days into January. And I can already confirm that the number one video game website on the internet is gamespot.com. That story coming to you is E3 2022 will be online only again due to the pandemic. This is a story written by Gabe Gowen. I see people in the chat uh, talking about how uh, they want this uh, number one video game website bit to end. And I would like to look you directly in the eyes and say, it is never going to end. It's just facts. Okay. 
2022 was expected to be the first time since 2019 uh, that event was going to be in person uh, as the COVID pandemic and its several variants since had made it unsafe for such a large gathering to take place over the past two years. Now that's not happening either uh, as the ESA has decided to shift E3 to an online only format again this year. Speaking of GamesBeat, the ESA said the decision was made because of the virus and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees. The organization later gave uh, GameSpot a full statement, which you can read, which I'm going to read now. They gave a bunch of places this. Um, Due to the ongoing health risks around COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees, um, E3 will not be held in person in 2022 we remain incredibly excited about the future of e3 and look forward to announcing more details soon it's been an ongoing concern for many organizations planning in-person gatherings which initially looked to be feasible as vaccines were rolled out last year before the infection rates began climbing again with new variants often being more contagious than the initial one we saw in 2020 these gatherings could be serious health hazards last year's e3 was fairly scattershot consisting of independent press conferences from a few different publishers a week of live stream content and a web portal that offered very little um, shots fired. Prior to the cancellations, major publishers like EA and Sony had already stopped participating, making it unclear what form, if any, E3 is going to take in the coming years. So Tim, another digital only E3. How do you feel about it? I don't think it's the biggest surprise. I mean, especially yeah. given the state of the world right now with Omicron kind of slowly taking over. Slowly, not the right word. Quickly taking over everything. Um, I, I don't think this is that big of a deal. I think that right now it's a very doom and gloom. Like, I told you, E3's fucking dead. <laughs> this, I don't really think, mm. shows that E3's dead at all. Yeah. In fact, I think that this is a smart call for them to have a chance at not being dead. Like, what they did last year with the digital showcase, not perfect. I don't think any event has ever been perfect. Uh, but I do think it was a step in the right direction. I think it being a focused stream, uh, that, and when I say focused, it still could should have been way more focused, way fewer days, like all that stuff, way fewer hours, of course. But for what they did, I think it was the most organized D3 we've ever seen. There was one URL to go to. They had programming throughout in between all the conferences, and it made it feel like one big thing the problem with this is everyone else is also doing their own thing so what is e3 what's summer game fest what's just a ubisoft event what's just a nintendo event at some point none of it really matters but um e3 i don't think is going away next year i don't think it's going away the year after at some point it might not exist but i don't think that this is a sign that e3 isn't going to exist it's not going to exist how it used to but that's fine and i actually think that that's a good thing e3's been changing for the last decade anyways slowly and in different ways and i think the moment that it became uh open to the public and you could buy tickets like that changed the vibe of what it was it changed what it meant to media and i think that the saddest news about this is that we're not all going to get together and hang out i was so jealous of you guys down at the game awards and the reason was not the game awards itself although i would have loved to see that it was just to be able to see each other and hang out Mm -hmm. and see those people that you only get to see a handful of times a year and that handful has been taken from us the last two years so i feel like e3 2022 was something that i think a lot of us were looking forward to as as this kind of like beacon of light of um just a a little bit of familiarity of like yeah being able to to hang out and see each other the easy allies boys like i haven't seen them in forever but i would always see them at events and we'd say what's up you know um so that to me is like the the biggest bummer of this but at the end of the day it's like people have to be safe and people need to like read read the tea leaves and understand that like there's there's some really potentially catastrophic uh things going on out there and we have Mm. to protect ourselves our friends and others yeah i think one of the main psychologically speaking i think one of the main issues for a lot of people is we were moving towards a situation where as a society it started to feel like we were making progress and we're not within our insular bubbles like we start to think about the things that return as as you start making those reaching those milestones of progress and one of the things i think we all started to think about was oh awesome where we vaccines are rolling out things are starting to become normal i can start thinking about looking forward to events again and the fact that we've got an announcement like this is a very kind of knock knock people on their ass kind of moment where it's like actually things are not better things are getting worse we've got to cancel these kind of events so i think it's a psychological hit more than more than anything else 
Um, having said that, the other thing to point out is uh, Rebecca Valentine over at IGN has been doing some great work around kind of like coverage, of, as well as a bunch of people. Like I know VGC's Andy Robinson was also working on a report about this. But um, so what Rebecca said was um, uh, she spoke to multiple people who uh, uh, indicated that the actual physical event had been quietly cancelled months ago and the ESA hasn't confirmed a digital event even now, five months out. Um, and that is correct. The ESA has said little to nothing about a digital event. And when Rebecca pressed them about that, they couldn't confirm one. They just said the in-person event has been cancelled. Um, so the important point of clarification is that that doesn't rule out a digital E3, E3, but none has been created yet, if you get what I mean, um, which is an interesting position to be in for them. I mean, it is and it isn't. I, I feel like that's one of those things where it's in, in a couple months, it's going to be hindsight 2020. We'll know for sure because the facts will be out there. Right now, they're not saying anything because they don't have things to say or they're not ready yeah. to say them. Like, I feel like we're, we're there's this this beautiful Cobra Kai-esque fight <laughs> going on between Summer Game Fest with Jeff Keighley yeah. and the ESA and E3. And I think that they're behind the scenes kind of like trying to pick their warriors and kind of like get their, their teams ready for battle when it comes to the big guys, the small guys, everything in between. Like, I, I feel like last year is a perfect representation of this kind of rush to let's just get anything we possibly can because we yeah. need to fill the time. So we're going to have Koch Media. We're going to have the Gearbox thing. We're going to have like literally anybody that wants to be there, even if you've already shown the shit in 10 different places, it, just show yeah. it. We just need content. Yeah. I don't know. Tim, I, I don't know if I can do another Koch Media. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know, yeah. if, I don't know I, if any I, of us have so, the mental bandwidth to watch another so, Koch uh, Media fucking I th whatever I think, was. Yeah, I think the, the, the point of, not point, but I think that I want, to happen is or i think what's going to happen is people need to start looking at this as the future of whatever an e3 thing is and take it seriously and make sure that they put in the right because right now the only place that is really doing it is summer games first and jeff because jeff has been doing this kind of thing for ages i think the e3 broadcast last year was pretty good mainly because they had a very good host two very good hosts big up Greg and Jackie and Golden Boy as well. Um, three very good hosts. And then we had a bunch of panelists as well who uh, who were kind of involved with that. And that was great. Um, but the stuff in between was kind of like the Koch Medias and the others, the, the, the Gearbox stuff. And it was like, what are you doing? Like, don't, this is a waste of time. So my hope is like people take it seriously and think of actual production and let's not waste people's time for a year just to get it over and done with. Like think of this as the future of how you speak to your um, audience, if you know what I mean. Um, and we get something a little more meaningful out of it. Uh, either way, we'll find out soon. And if anyone from the ESA is watching, get Greg back. Let's start the campaign. I mean, honestly, like in my opinion, what needs to happen, and this is not going to happen. I think this is impossible. But Jeff Keighley and the ESA need to just get on the same page, and they need to work together because the as long as there's two opposing forces trying to accomplish the exact same thing, it's never going to be what you just said, Tam. And I, I and that sucks because you're right. Like in order to save E three and turn it into what it should be, like there has to be a kind of like, all right, everybody, stop. Let's start over from the beginning. What does it need to look like now? How do yeah. we make this an industry-wide event that matters to people? And what does that need to look like? And that's not going to happen when the two sides are still competing. And because both sides aren't going to get it all, that means they need to get a lot of extra bullshit. And the extra bullshit is what really bogs down the entire experience, both from a production um, perspective, but then also just from a, like, wearing people out of it just becoming noise and like people's memories of e3 aren't fond anymore when people talk about yeah. e3 it's so vitriolic it's so jaded and like that used to be true of the games media people and i was always i remember in 2013 even being at ign and just the way people would talk about e3 was bewildering to me i'm like this yes. is the e3 is the best thing in the fucking world like why are you guys such haters and it's gotten to a point now where like everyone's like everyone's that doing the it. yeah, it's like such, that. It's the such a shame isn't it? like that it's like yeah. damn man and honestly they did it to themselves like it's the choices yeah. of of the shows being what they are and the devs and publishers like not getting on board fast enough with the rising trends of what these showcases need to be that now it just becomes this hodgepodge mess we've seen mm -hmm. some very successful versions of it i think what ubisoft has done with the forwards obviously nintendo with the directs like the state of plays so many of these things are almost there almost almost they yeah. just need to look around and listen a little bit more and let the hubris out 
you know, like yeah. kind of like collaborate and come up with something that works for everybody. Cause that is what E3 was always best at being for a very long time. Yeah. You, I think you pretty much nailed it there. Like it was a, a, an opportunity for people to come together and celebrate games now it's an opportunity for individual corporations to kind of make the most of the audience or speaking to an audience to pimp their wares which is not the best scenario but we'll see how it unfolds obviously there's likely to be a lot more um kind of uh, developments in this story over the next few months as we get to whatever this thing is the next story comes from the number two video game website on the internet. Tim, do you know what the number two video game website on the internet is? I'm going to guess GameSpot.com. You would guess correct. Mm. Uh, this story comes from Alessandro Barbosa. Fallout TV series going into production this year with Westworld's creator to direct it. Amazon Studios' Fallout TV series adaptation has received its first update in over a year, with the series now planned to enter production sometime this year. This is one of the first updates the series has seen since its teaser in 2020, leading some to wonder about its status. Production will start this year according to Deadline, with Westworld creator and executive producer Jonathan Nolan helming directing duties for the show's pilot. Um, additionally, Geneva Robertson Dwaret, uh, apologies if I uh, mispronounced that, who co-wrote Captain Marvel and 2018's Tomb Raider reboot, and Graham Wagner, who served as executive producer on Portlandia and co-executive producer on Silicon Valley, will be showrunners for the first season. The show is being produced by both Amazon and Kilter Films with Nolan, Lisa Joy, and Athena Wickham executive producing. Nolan and Joy are most famous for their time producing Westworld, which is getting a fourth season this year. Bethesda's Todd Howard and James Altman will also be executive producers on the show with some creative oversight. Not much is known about the story the series will tackle and whether it will adapt an existing one or tell an entirely new original tale in the Fallout setting. Back in 2021, Joy offered a small tease on the series' planned tone, saying it's just a gonzo, crazy, funny adventure and a mindfuck like none you have ever seen before. Tim, are you excited for a uh, Fallout TV series? Uh, personally, I'm not. That last sentence is uh, bizarre to me in reference yeah. to a Fallout game. Like, yeah. I, I, It sounds like Borderlands. And I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. I think it's cool that video games are getting more adaptations, with, whether it's TV on streaming platforms or, or movies and stuff. I, I think that we're still in that phase of the, them not being good but we've i think in the last couple of years seen more examples of good video game mm -hmm. movies or tv shows than we've ever had before obviously you look at things like arcane uh and that's a, a mega standout but even things like detective pikachu or sonic the hedgehog like they they're not bad you know where, yeah. whereas back in the day like the movies were absolutely trash um so i i'm hopeful i think that it's a little bit weird that a lot of these games are just kind of like, let's just take any IP we can get and turn them into a movie or show. And like, I don't know that that's always going to work. Um, but I mean, look, even this year, we have Uncharted coming up in a couple of weeks, unless it gets delayed. And we have Last of Us coming up at the end of the year, unless it gets pushed. Um, and I, I think that those two are going to be pretty representative of the how and why of video game movies being made and why sometimes maybe it's not the best idea. And I think that is probably going to be what we get from Uncharted. Like, I feel like with mm -hmm. Uncharted, um, and, like, even if we hadn't seen anything about it, we hadn't seen the trailers, we don't know any, like, pretend we didn't even know the casting, how good can an Uncharted movie be? I think at best, it could just be pretty good. I don't think yeah. an Uncharted movie can be fucking fantastic because of what it is, what it's based on, what it's trying to be. And I think Last of Us is different than that, where it can be exceptional, but it also can be very derivative because people have seen these stories before in uh, TV form, movie form, all of that. The novelty of the of it being a video game and being that character driven uh, is, is what made Last of Us special for a lot of people. So mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting. Where Fallout lies in that, I don't really know. You know, like I feel like uh, with there's Halo on Paramount Plus coming out, and that from the little teasers we saw looks cool, but it also doesn't look like it's gonna like revolutionize things the way that you'd imagine a Halo series would have ten years ago mm -hmm. uh, when this thing was first talked about. But yeah, this Fallout thing coming from Amazon, I think Amazon right now are clearly just trying to. Um, Bet on a couple mega hits with like Lord of the Rings coming in September, but then they need to just kind of bolster their, yeah, we're just putting shit out side of things to tide us over in between seasons of the boys. June 3rd, baby, season three. Let's go. Really? <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I'm the thing that excites me about this is the actual team behind it because I, as someone who really, really liked season one of Westworld and two less so and three, I thought was interesting. I mean, like I, I, I did like breakdowns for uh, GameSpot or with Lucy um, for Westworld. I can say that the first season of Westworld was super, super strong. So if they put that same kind of energy and a lot of the creative team is involved in this into at least one good season of Fallout, that could be really cool. That last sentence that you pointed out, the Gonzo crazy funny adventure, I'm not sure that's what I want out of a Fallout, but you know, uh, we'll see what, uh, I mean, they're way more talented than I am, uh, or, or, you know, many of us are, so maybe they've got something um, going. And uh, an overly serious Fallout show could be I'm, a bit I'm not as weird. concerned, because, like, there are fun and, like, weird side quests and stuff in the Fallout games. So, like, if, they, if they're if they taking yeah, inspiration true. from, like, those kind of moments, like, I, I, I wouldn't see it being out of place. Uh, if they if they pull it off, especially with this team, like you got the uh, the um, producer from like Portlandia and stuff like when you're reading off like the names of creators, I was like, that is such a weird and interesting like collection of uh, creative minds coming together mm. for this. So I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, like you said, we've been getting a lot of good stuff. You mentioned a bunch. And then, you know, there was Castlevania and Arcane yeah. and that kind of stuff. So people are starting to take video game properties seriously, which is I mean which is going to which is bodes well for a lot of the stuff because i think that companies have started to realize that if they get it right it becomes from a business perspective a cash cow for a little while so hopefully that uh, that kind of like cynical business minded approach to to getting it right is a benefit for us as fans uh, for many fans of fallout as a property uh, either way i'm excited to see what becomes of it um and, and hopefully we get some more teasers soon. Uh, the next story comes from the third best video game website on the internet. Wouldn't you believe it? It is GameSpot.com. Are you sensing a pattern? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this comes from Gabe Goen, uh, uh, who I've written in here as Game Goen, which is great. Uh, Mario Kart 9 is reportedly in development with a new twist. Mario Kart 8 and its upgraded Mario Kart 8 Deluxe have been huge successes for Nintendo, but it appears the successor is finally speeding towards development finish line. According to a games industry consultant, Mario Kart 9 is in the works and will include a twist, a new twist, uh, as if we expected anything less from Nintendo. Speaking to gamesindustry.biz, a Kantan Games consultant, Dr. Sir Kantoto, gave several predictions for 2022. Um, Dr. Sir Kantoto is, is well known and has uh, been on the mark many times in the past. Uh, but one of them was more of an inside scoop than a prediction. Toto said that Mario Kart 9 is in development now and noted that Mario Kart as a brand has been relatively quiet since the mobile-only Mario Kart Tour launched a few years ago. I'm aware that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still selling very well on Nintendo Switch, but Mario Kart 9 is in active development and comes with a new twist, and Nintendo could tease it this year, he said. With the Nintendo Switch already approaching its five-year anniversary, would this new game appear on Nintendo Switch or would it come to whatever system is planned next year? That remains to be seen, as does Nintendo's confirmation of the game's existence, but it would be unlikely the company to have more than one Mario Kart game on a system. That has never happened before with the SNES, SNES, GBA, um, N64, GameCube, DS, Wii, Wii U, 3DS, and Switch all only receiving one game in the Mario Kart series, unless you count the physical Kart spin-off of Mario Kart Live. However, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which sold nearly 39 million units, was an upgraded version of the Wii U version, so it's possible Nintendo will make an exception. As for the twist, we can only guess what Nintendo could be cooking up. Previous games that have introduced dual pa have introduced dual passenger vehicles for Double Dash, gliding Mario Kart 7 anti-grav for Mario Kart 8, and being... No, I'm not going to read that because this is some bad stuff. Slander. Con this is slander, slander from Gabe. I will be speaking to Gabe. Don't worry about it. He said some what bad things about Super Circuit. Uh, he said, uh, being bad, Mario Kart Super Circuit. Gabe's got mm. some very questionable opinions. Gabe, if you're watching this, get I'm going to have to... We're going to have a meeting and uh, you're going to get talking to. Mm. Um, if we do hear more on this, uh, it will possibly be around E3 uh, if that even, <laughs> and then it ends with if that even happens this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim, you big Nintendo person, big mm -hmm. Mario Kart fan. Mm -hmm. um, are you surprised by this? I'm, I'm not. 
I, <laughs> I'm a believer that Mario Kart 9 is going to happen on the Switch, and I do think that it is going to be in the next two years. Like, I, I think that it, it just makes – there's too much money on the table to to not do it. And I think especially with Smash being done at this point, like, the, Smash and Mario Kart are two kind of transcending Nintendo properties that just people are excited for, even if you're not a traditional gamer. And I think Mario Kart is even further into that. So I personally think the twist – could be as simple as it finally just being what we've all talked about forever and it being more of a super smash cart type thing of getting collaboration uh, across the 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 nintendo ip but then even further than that potentially the industry like can you imagine if they had a lineup of reveals and trailers and dlc just constantly coming out for insane crossovers like that would just be so much hype so much money to be made from nintendo and so much happiness for the gamers out there like mm-hmm. mario kart for everyone that makes the argument that like oh man well there's you know 40 million whatever uh mario kart 8 out there why would they buy another one it's like well there's 40 million people that like mario kart on the switch like that proves mm-hmm. there's an audience there they're gonna buy it uh even if half of them bought it that would still be a higher selling game than the the majority of things on any console period. So um, I think it's going to happen. I I think that right now we're in a state where I don't trust any of these rumors. I think that Nintendo is in such a weird lockdown place um, when it comes to the COVID situation, the production pipelines, what they wanted to release when clearly did not happen in the last two years. There's been a ton of delays, even small things like advance wars getting delayed out of December last year, um, I, I think is a sign that like they're, they're not buttoned up. They're still struggling to to get back on track yeah. uh, when it comes to the their pipeline. So I, I think that we're going to see a Mario Kart. I think that right now, anything we're hearing from Nintendo leaks and rumors and all that stuff is more on the pull out of my ass side than based on any type of reality. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think I agree with a lot of that, but I also could see it hap- like could see it popping up to some degree. I feel like Nintendo is past the point where they're like, they don't do teasers and stuff like that anymore. They just announce a game and they're like, no, no, you have it. But I do kind of feel like we're due something new from Mario Kart. Um, but like everything you said is true. I, I, would, I want to know what the new twist do you think it could be? Because listen, here's what I'm thinking. Mario Kart, it. Battle Royale. I mean, One, 100 Mario Karters parachute onto an island. Uh-huh. And so they've got some the amount of dubs that I'm gonna get. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it, yo, I love that as a mode, like whether it's battle mode and like actors just <laughs> do it in a more uh, battle royale, or if it is like an infinite race until you yeah, know, every lap a certain amount of characters get uh cut out, that could be really, really cool. Hey, here's um, what you do with the you, chaos of Mario Kart. You you combine it with uh the latest uh what was that Mario expansion called? Um Bowser's Fury. The Bowser Fury, and you have Big Bowser on the uh, coming towards the island so like uh, the, he's the reason the circle is getting smaller like he's just islands, like doing like someone in the yeah. chat someone in the chat said the island yoshi's island yoshi's love island it. yes love it yes there you go um i think i think that could be pr- i don't know why i've I've suddenly convinced myself that this is a good idea and uh i no, really totally want it. i want this now <laughs> it is man i mean i you know look the what's the the gimmick what's the twist like i don't know i think that when you look at this list here of the you know the dual passenger vehicles i don't necessarily think that's going to come back but the gliding yeah. anti-grav i think a lot of them just started adding on top of each other and when you get to specifically mm-hmm. mario kart 8 deluxe like the changes made from deluxe or from the wii u version to deluxe of eight i think are uh, a good side of what we can look forward to uh in the the next upcoming mario kart whenever it happens like it reminds me a lot of smash ultimate or, or of smash wii u going to smash ultimate where they're just like all right we got it guys like we got the everything down we just need to kind of just keep going forward on this so i i think that the gimmick might be uh, doubling down on the collabs and, and crossovers like we saw with Animal Crossing and Link uh, in the and F-Zero tracks and all that stuff like mm-hmm. way more of that uh, I think could be the the gimmick that they're they're pushing and that's more than enough you know and I think on top of that then it's just like cool Nintendo come up with some good Nintendo online deals with Mario Kart and really make that shit worth it and I think things like what you're talking about like fun engaging multiplayer modes that mm. uh can keep people coming back time and time again that's what they really need cuz mm. people fucking love Mario Kart yeah yeah i agree quick tangent did i ever tell you my uh my idea for a metal gear battle royale no so 
it's basically the same idea, but I had it ages ago. Like and it was browser comes on no, no, Island? no. Imagine, you remember the final, spoilers for Metal Gear Solid 2, remember the final chunk of Metal Gear Solid 2 where you're fighting all those rays oh. in that smaller area? Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine an island and there's just like a encirclement of rays like around the island and every, they're like getting closer and closer and every now and then they fire a laser across the island and you've got to pay attention to it and you've got the uh, catapults from Metal Gear Solid 4 to launch across the island and you can do like a CQC and you can also do fault and stuff. Come on, let me, <laughs> let me make it. Let me design this for you. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> uh, reminder, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. But if you haven't done that, it's time for some ads. So let us tell you about our sponsors today. Using the Internet without ExpressVPN is like leaving your keys in your car while you run into the gas station. You're probably fine, but it could be a disaster. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, you're basically giving someone else the keys to your personal data, like your passwords, your financial details, the passwords to your financial life. And it doesn't even take much technical knowledge for someone to hack you. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your data and the world that it'd take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past. Plus, it's super easy to use. You just open the app and press a single button. I've been using it. Kind of funny. He's been using it. It's keeping our internet safe. And I love that. I love it so much. I love how easy it is to use. And I love that I just don't even need to worry about it. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months for free by going to expressvpn.com slash kind of funny funny what would it feel like if we were finally free of high interest loans or credit card debt well upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online whether you're looking to pay off credit cards consolidate high interest debt or fund some personal expenses upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date rather than looking only at your credit score upstart considers other factors like your income current employment and credit history to find you a smarter rate one of my really good friends did exactly this and it helped him out so much just consolidating all of his debt into one place allowed him to focus and just take care of it and now he's debt free thanks to upstart find out how upstart can lower your monthly payments today and when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny that's upstart.com slash kind of funny don't forget to use our url to let them know that we sent you loan amounts will be determined based on your credits income and certain other information provided in your loan application upstart dot com slash kinda funny there's so much going on right now whether it's stuff you're excited about like traveling or stuff you'd rather avoid like traffic you can't always control the vibes out there but you can control the vibes in your own head when you've got a pair of raycon wireless earbuds in your ears uh with raycon's new everyday earbuds they look feel and sound better than ever uh one of my best friends james burke he loves these things he's always out there when he's running when he's playing his baseball he's a baseball coach so he does a lot of those two things and raycon's new everyday earbuds look feel and sound better than ever they've got an improved rubber oil look and feel and optimized gel tips for a perfect in-ear fit plus you get three new sound profiles so the sound is great no matter what you're listening to whether it's a podcast like this one or some hip-hop or some rock or anything in between right now kind of funny listeners you can get 15 percent off your raycon order at buyraycon.com slash kind of funny that's b-u-y-r-a-y-c-o-n.com slash kind of funny to save 15 percent on raycons buyraycon.com slash kind of funny our next story comes from Eurogamer's Tom Phillips, and it is short and sweet. The Magic Circle Studio developer is working on a South Park game. A question, this isn't me asking a question, question is the name of the studio. The developer behind the experimental game-making satire, The Magic Circle, is next working on a South Park project. The California and Virginia-based studio, which most recently released 2019 co-op or The Blackout Club, revealed its South Park project via a new job listing that was on Twitter. Questions job ad notes that the studio now includes team members who previously worked on Obsidian's celebrated South Park The Stick of Truth and Ubisoft's own follow-up, Fractured But Whole. 
<laughs> Still can't get over that title. <laughs> it also asks applicants to have multiplayer development experience. So that's pretty much the start Whoa. and finish of that. Are you excited about the potential for another South Park? I didn't play Fractured Butthole, which was a surprise to me because it's superhero theme. So I, would, I thought it would be all up uh, my street, but I think it is attached to a general kind of new disinterest in, in South Park as a whole. But how, how do you feel about it? Uh, super fun games. I love it. I think that it's a great franchise. I love that they, it, you know, it's an example of license done right. South Park is special. I think that you're right in mm. the sense that, like, where we're at now, it's like you're either in or you're out on South Park. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think there's really an in between. Um, but I think in terms of the video games, like, I, I, I think they're they're very high quality, and if they continue to have fun and you know, kind of be the the type of parodies that they've done so far, like, this is awesome, and I, the idea of multiplayer as well, like that's cool. I can see that really working well with the the vibe of what those games kind of put out there. Yeah, yeah. I I want to see what they do, given the fact that multiplayer seems to be some element of it. Um, I think that they could take that format and and do some cool things with a little more like exploration and combat uh, mechanics that involve multiple people. Um, I just hope that the writing is as sharp as it has been in the past on the show. And my, my main concern is the subject matter. Like mm-hmm. I, I hope it's not more Corona jokes and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. given the, the timeline of development is unlikely, but um, you never know, like there's there's a lot of like comedy material that's just going for low hanging fruit these days, and I don't know. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm surprised that of all the kind of like television show turned into games, South Park seems to be the best done. Like we've had a bunch of Simpsons titles that we all have a lot of nostalgia for, but I think we can, if gun to our head, admit that they're not great. Like even hit and run what is like a, I love Tam, hit and run. Tam, I love Tam, I love hit and run. Tam, I love hit and run. Don't make cool Greg cry. <laughs> I love I love hit and run. What I'm saying is these days they don't hold up that well. But I feel like the South Park games, like they, you could go back and play Stick of Truth and it's still a banger. Like it's still well, good fun. I think it's because the, the creators were so involved. Like they yeah. cared. Like that that game existed because they wanted it to exist and they wanted it to be good. Like I think that yeah, that is yeah. really. All it takes, everyone, is someone yeah. to give a shit. <laughs> yeah, someone to care. And I hope that I hope that the people, the new team at question is uh, gives a shit. Final story of the day is an update on a story that we talked about yesterday, which is the uh, the sales numbers for Days Gone. If you remember yesterday, I think I believe it was Greg that, that discussed it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the director was it director. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the director Jeff Ross said that um, the 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 game has sold more than. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima was kind of a bit salty about the fact that, you know, it was presented as that game was presented as a failure. So the update to that story is Days Gone sales numbers are likely lower than 8 million after director reveal source was a site that tracks trophies. This comes from Wesley LeBlanc over at Game Informer. Yesterday, Game Informer reported that Days Gone director Jeff Ross said Ben Studios' latest game sold more than Ghost of Tsushima, which recently hit a milestone after selling 8 million copies. First things first, this, uh, there's more to read on this story, but I just want to say, do do better than taking the opportunity to tear down someone else's success so that you can say you were also a success. I think it sucks that Ghost of Tsushima's moment was kind of ruined by this nonsense. Anyway. See, I come um, at it from a different perspective where I don't think it takes away at all from Ghost. And it's just like, this dude is upset <laughs> and hurt because he cares about the work that he did on this game. Like, I, mean, I, like, I think that this is an example of, and I, I was saying this yesterday, but this is an example of everyone's the main character in their own story, and everyone has their own yes. real feelings and the own shit that they're dealing with. And yeah. Twitter is a thing that with great power comes great responsibility, and sometimes you don't really realize the power that you have until it's too late. And yeah, I think that... Yeah. Everyone would just say things, and it's just who's listening is uh, think, the thing that can get you in trouble. I think Jeff Ross has learned an important lesson today, or in the last couple of days. So continuing on with the story, in a recent live stream with former God of War and Twisted Metal director David Jaffe, Ross revealed that his source for the sales numbers was a now-defunct website called GameStat, which tracks PlayStation trophy data as reported by Push Square. Here's what Ross said. Where I got my data from, I had access to a lot of telemetry and I could see stuff. And when we were at 5 million copies, when we were announced at 5 million copies, the telemetry data was at 5.8 million. They are basically resales or shared disks. 
And I was actually using an external website. I think they're offline now, but they were using trophy data and it lined up with our internal telemetry data. So for me, it's like good enough. Ross said that when leaving Sony, you don't necessarily get final numbers for a game sale. Ross also said that uh, as creative director, he didn't have access to the complete and official Sony numbers. I think GameStat data is still archived. Ross continued, based off the 8 million mark, it matched our telemetry. And so I'm like, good enough. Maybe it was 7.7 .7 million-ish. Maybe it was 8.2 million-ish. I don't know. Ross also said to the telemetry he's referring to was seen by him before Days Gone was released as a PlayStation Plus title in 2021. What's interesting about this is that trophy data does not necessarily translate directly to sales, which is what Ross seemingly did. That's because players have, that have purchased used copies of Days Gone or have played it as a PlayStation Plus title, neither of which would be tracked as new sales, can earn trophies. The players that earn trophies from used copies of Days Gone would be lumped into the, re the player players that purchased the new copies of Days Gone list, thus skewing the total numbers Ross cited as copies sold. So while Days Gone likely did sell millions, the 8 million copies sold plus 1 million sold on Steam is not likely to be accurate. Ross also clarified that when he said Days Gone was a disappointment to local studio management, he was referring to upper management within Ben Studios and not necessarily PlayStation or Sony management. So basically, this is a story uh this is the story of this is my man used some inaccurate numbers and data pulled from a questionable website which is just unfortunate and i think i think the lesson that he's learning is don't pop off on twitter unless you're absolutely sure what he, the thing that you're going to talk about because even the smallest thing that he might he probably doesn't have millions of followers but people have a way of finding you if you are a person of note and shining a spotlight on the things that you are saying so, and if you're coming with this like i'm going to be 100 percent real with this this absolute bullshit metrics pulled from a, a questionable website you gotta do better than that man that's 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 rough we're not it's just it's just a weird thing don't do that yeah this all um, sucks <laughs> yeah it, it does suck and like it's just and the, the problem i think for me the biggest one is days gone has had to fight an uphill battle in terms of uh the kind of perception of it for various reasons uh some warranted some unwarranted this doesn't help the situation at all especially when you've positioned it going toe to toe um against a game that's kind of beloved and came out as like a surprise hit and there's a lot of positive sentiment about it so by trying to by trying to divert attention away from um ghost of tsushima and recontextualize things about it the only thing that they've really done is paint a bigger target on the days gone gone gone's back and now the development team which is just just a shame i think um We'll see um, how that one falls out. But for now, let's uh, move on to... You know what uh, did happen? Well, Ghost sold happen? 8 million copies. Yeah, so. that, is, that, is, that is important. That is important. Well done to them. And I hope that we get another one of those games because that game was fantastic. Kim, if I wanted mm. to know what was coming to Mama Grub shops today, where would I look, please? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Lovely. Out today, not a lot. Uh, we got Sword of Elpecia, um, which sounds like a skin disease. Uh, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Internet Cafe Simulator 2 for PC. And then on Sunday, Super Sammy Roll for Xbox Series X and S. And that sounds delicious. Uh, new dates, uh, Blade Assault is coming to Steam on January 17th, 2022. Um, and then deals for today. There's a New Year's sale happening on the eShop. It's Nintendo, so caveat not amazing deals like not <laughs> mind-blowing you're not gonna get like 90 percent off um but there are uh, you can get a few dollars off like up to ten dollars off including uh, for some good good games including mario maker captain toad's treasure tracker kotor and a bunch more so it's worth just having a quick scroll through to see if there's anything that 
uh, piques your interest. There are a, a few decent games on there um, that have a, a decent chunk taken off of the price as well. Fez is $12 on eShop as well, and that is a very, very good game. And then there is a sale for Square Enix games on Humble, and there are discounts to games such as Life is Strange True Colors, which is great. Guardians of the Galaxy is great. And there's a bunch of Final Fantasy titles that are also on discount. Worth checking out um, again. Um, I'm going to have a quick look for reader mail because I did look earlier and there was not a lot going on, honestly. But um, that might have been me being very, very uh, absent-minded. And oh, do we have anything? We don't. We don't have any new reader mail. So honestly, whose fault is that? Tim? It's the audience's fault. It's everyone but not, except for us. Definitely it's not, not our us. fault. This is mm -mm. definitely not our fault. Um, so send in some uh, some mail. Do you not want mail? What's going on here? It never fails. And it never fails. Um, looking at your wrong, and it seems like people have put stuff in there. I don't know what's going on. This seems like it's all lies. So Nano's here again. He's he's like, oh, Days Gone is set our price uh, on PlayStation now at forty dollars, and it originally launched at sixty dollars. It's also on sale at PC at fifty dollars. Why? What is the you're wrong? What is the you're wrong there, Nano? Nano has started a very successful TikTok page about about news, and now my man is just out here trying to be Mister News, telling everyone things like uh, you're wrong actually, and then giving us the price for days gone. Now, now here's the thing: was this from yesterday? The Nano This was from yesterday, and he was clarifying something Greg was saying. Okay, cool. Still, Nano, take it down a notch. Take it down a notch. <laughs> I love Nano. And it's, uh, it's great. Um, uh, just Tom so, writes in and yeah, says, just for Tom future reference, it's, it's tiktok.com slash at kind of funny vids. You need the at. It's so weird, TikTok. You put the That's at in, in the thing. Like Usually your brain goes like, no, if you put that kind of symbol in a URL, mm -hmm. it breaks the URL, right? Yeah. But no, yeah. not in this case. Um, that was the only... Uh, uh, you're wrong. So, you know what? Usually Nano's in here telling us that we're wrong and he seems to be slipping. He's not in here telling us we're wrong. What's <laughs> going on, Nano? Because we're right, Tab. We're right. We're What's going on, slip. Nano? That's what we do here. Yeah, I hate to see it. Nano's slipping. Nano falling off. Nano has fallen off the streets watch at Kind of Funny Games on TikTok now. That's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're watching this live on Twitch after this, we are again kicking, uh, once again, kicking off um, the 7 on 7 stream with Mario Party. Is that correct, Tim? That is correct. A whole bunch of Mario Party. Oh, God. That's going to be a disaster. Be there will be tears today. I'm pretty sure Kevin's playing in the first round, and I'm pretty sure it's with Greg and Nick. Oh. So. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm yeah, glad I'm gonna not be playing a fun today. One. You know what? I, I won the last <laughs> tournament, and, you know, I retired from Mario Party. Yeah, As you secured the CEO spot, and you're I, like, I'm I, I done. Secure, I got the CEO junior title, and you know what? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> love to see it. If you want to catch, wait. if uh, yeah, I can't wait as well. Um, if you're gonna watch it live, you will see some shenanigans. If you can't watch it live, make sure you're subscribed to youtubecom slash kind of funny plays, where you'll be able to watch that. You'll be able to watch that at your leisure, and trust me, you're going to want to watch it. because It's gonna be amazing. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show coming up now for those that are subscribed at the silver level of patreon.com forward slash kind of funny game. So please do stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, laugh and grow fat.